I have been oh so very impatiently sitting on this interview for months. Batching guest episodes just twice a year is amazing for my time management, but it is a major practice impatience, which I will fully admit that is not one of my strengths. Today, I am joined by my amazing student, client, and friend, Lakin Edwards, to talk all about goals. After graduating from the University of Texas, Lakin Edwards moved to New York City, and by day, she's an associate of the Society of Actuaries at a large life insurance company. Outside of work, she's focused on personal goal setting and sharing her journey with others. Lakin helps thousands of women work towards achieving their own personal goals each week through her popular YouTube channel, Patreon community, and by conducting goal-setting workshops across the country. And if you're here, that means that you're probably a business owner, and we all know that I love talking about business. But a side effect of loving and focusing so much on my business is that my personal goals, they can tend to take a backseat to my business goals. Which is why I've brought in Lakin to talk all about how to not do just that. And of course, we do talk business because I am who I am after all, but she's here today to share how you can not allow your personal goals to be overshadowed by your business goals. She's also sharing exactly how you can get started with achieving your goals after you've done all that work to set them. You're listening to the Chasing Simple Podcast, and I'm your host, Amanda Warfield. Trust me, you're going to love this episode. Let's dive in. How do I run a successful business from my home? How can I possibly wear all of the hats? Am I the only one that struggles with staying organized? What am I supposed to do about work-life balance? How can I create a solid schedule and routine? How do I even stay productive? And the biggest question of all, how do I manage it all? And can I really create a business that I love without being chained to my laptop? Welcome to the Chasing Simple Podcast, where hard conversations and actionable education meet simplicity. I'm your host, Amanda Warfield, time management coach, online educator, and crazy cat mama. My mission is to help overwhelmed biz owners get more done in less time so that they have more time and energy for what matters most. If you feel overwhelmed or occasionally lost in the roller coaster that is entrepreneurship, I want you to know that you aren't alone. Those things you're feeling, You aren't the first or the last to feel that way. The hard things you're going through, someone else has already been there too. Each week, I'll bring you transparent conversations, actionable steps, and a judgment-free community to encourage and equip you. So grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever your drink of choice is and meet me here each week for love, support, practical tips, and advice on simplifying your biz. Let's do this entrepreneurship thing together, shall we? Hey friend, sorry to interrupt your listening, but I've got something really exciting to tell you and I know that you're going to want to hear about this. So I've done something a little crazy and I've opened up the first lesson inside of club content batching to the public for free. That's right. You can get a look inside of the club content batching membership hub and take the very first lesson inside completely free. All you have to do is head over to amandawarfield.com forward slash basics to get your login details. The first lesson covers the basic premises of content marketing that I want all of my students to know before they begin bashing. You'll reframe how you think about content marketing. You'll learn exactly how long you should be spending on creating content, and you'll uncover the two most important things that 
all of your content needs in order to grow your business. So if you've been curious about what the inside of club content batching looks like, and you want to take that first lesson all about the basic premises of content marketing, be sure to head on over to amandawarfield.com forward slash basics to get inside completely free today. Again, that's amandawarfield.com forward slash basics. Now let's head on back to your episode. Hey, Lakin, I am so stinking excited to have you on as a guest. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do? Thank you so much, Amanda. I'm so excited to be here. I am Lakin. It rhymes with bacon for those of you who don't know me. And you can find me at Plan with Lakin on all the places. That is what I started over five years ago at this point. It started as just an Instagram and a place for me to share my plans and my planner and get inspiration from other people. And over the last five years, it's really grown into an actual business. And that was never really my intention, but it has just become such a big part of my life. And I'm so, so thankful for that. My focus over at Plan With Lakin is to help you achieve your unique personal goals. I think that we can get so caught up in the day-to-day and whether it's life or business or family or work, and we set aside our personal goals and our personal growth. And so I am on a mission to help overextended women really dig deep and focus on those personal goals again. And I do that via a YouTube channel. I have a Patreon community, and then I hang out a lot on Instagram. And I love that your your focus is so specific now. And also for all of us that run businesses, it can be really easy to only focus on our business goals. I know I'm constantly having to limit the lines in my power sheets of how many I can allow for business goals. So I'm really excited to dive into that. But when you first started your business, I know that you didn't have a super specific focus. Can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like? Yeah. So I decided to start a YouTube channel a couple of years back. My now fiance at the time boyfriend had started a new job and he was working a lot. And I suddenly had like this free time that was no longer being spent with him. And I wanted to fill that time. And I'd been thinking about starting a YouTube channel for a long time. So started a channel and I was all over the place. I posted videos about so many different things. I didn't really have a focus. And I just thought, that I, it was for fun and I didn't really want to niche down. I just wanted to post what I wanted to post and I didn't really want to have a focus. And so I, I didn't. And if I wanted to just keep doing it for fun, sure. That probably would have worked for a long time. But once I started to transition and realize that I wanted to treat it like a business and create a business and not just something that I did as more of a hobby, I feel like I really needed to niche down and pick a focus. And so I started to get a feel for what people responded to, as well as what I liked talking about and what I liked teaching on, what was something that I felt confident and comfortable teaching. I, I've always wanted to be a teacher. like, I, And I know that, that is, that's your past life. And I always wanted to be a teacher, but I never actually did it. And so I feel like finally niching down on a topic allowed me to then start teaching as opposed to just sharing my own life. That Before I niched down, that's what I did. I shared my own life. I shared my own story. And then once I picked a focus, I was able to, to get way more specific on it. So what kind of things were you sharing about before you picked that focus? I know you said that you had like a wide variety of topics that you talked about. What all were you talking about? I mean, I did product reviews on basically anything. Like it wasn't even just planners. I did product reviews all across the place. I did like shop with me videos. I did like book reviews and 
what's funny is some of those things have come full circle. And now I do kind of talk about books again, but I talk about it from a much more focused mindset. So it may not even be that some of the things I shared before I don't share now. I just share with a different headspace and a, this is why I'm sharing it versus before I just kind of shared just to share. And it just felt like, Oh, I'm just going to talk about this this week. And now I'm like, no, I'm going to talk about books as it pertains to goal setting and as it pertains to the, the focus and the purpose behind the business. I love that getting really strategic with what you're sharing. And I think that you touched on something so important here that that spaghetti throwing phase of business is really necessary and really important. So you get the feel of the things that you do love. And so as we're talking about this, everyone who's listening is probably like, oh man, I've got a niche down right now. But I just want everyone to know like you have full permission to enjoy that phase so that you can get to this place where Lakin has gotten to of, this is what I love to teach on. And this is how I'm using these other things that I love strategically within that. But you can't get to that place without going through the spaghetti throwing phase. Yeah, I love that you called it that. That's exactly what it is. It's spaghetti throwing at the wall. And it. I get the question a lot is, why did you decide to pick niche down on goals or what, how did that come up? And again, it was just trying. It was, I picked a product that I was excited about and I shared about that product. And then there was a lot of great feedback. And then I started sharing my journey with the product. I'm talking about the Cultivate What Matters Power Sheets, which I know Amanda's talked about before. And that sharing my journey and seeing the reaction and how helpful it was for others to hear about that is what kind of really sparked like, okay, I think goals is what is missing from this community of my community is still a lot of planner women, like women who love planners, paper planners and plan their lives. But we're talking about something more specific than just product. And we're talking about actual tools and tips and systems in your actual plans and your day-to-day life to work on your goals. And that wouldn't have happened if I didn't just pick a product randomly to start reviewing and then start sharing about. And when I did that, I didn't know. I didn't know that that was what it was going to lead to. I just really wanted to try out this product and see how it went. Yeah, absolutely. It's so funny because that's exactly what happened with Content Batching Bootcamp. Never had I planned to make a course about that, but I posted about it on Instagram one time and people lost their minds. And I was like, okay, all right. Feedback is good. But without that time of audience building for years of throwing the spaghetti and figuring out, you know, what do I want to talk about? What do I like talking about? And the same for you without those years of all these different videos, you wouldn't have built the audience to give you the feedback to let you know what direction to move into. So I know a lot of people get so frustrated with nothing's happening. I'm not doing anything. I'm putting out this content and people tell me you need to listen to the feedback, but I'm not getting feedback. That's because you still need to keep throwing that spaghetti, keep building that audience. Don't rush that part because it's important if you want if you want to know where to really move your business forward, you've got to listen to your audience. We've got to build that audience before you can listen to them. Absolutely. And I think one of the things I've also learned with that process is you're going to lose audience members. And that's happened to me as I've started to niche down and people are like, no, I want the plan with me videos and I want the planner reviews and I want that. And I still do that sometimes to some extent, again, with the mindset of how is this going to help them achieve their goals? But 
if that is all you came for and that's not where I'm focusing anymore, then I might not be the community for you. And that's okay. There are plenty of other amazing women in this space that you can go follow and watch their content. So I think getting comfortable with when you do decide to focus in on something that you're going to find your people and you're going to lose some people along the way. And that took me some time to accept and be okay with. If you hadn't lost those people, I mean, sure, the you know, our ego doesn't like losing people, but those people aren't going to buy what you're putting out there anyway. So they really exactly. don't matter. <laughs> There's exactly. someone else's ideal audience and not yours. And there are so many people in this world that there are plenty for your business, even if you don't have the, the ego numbers that you might want really. Right. I mean, they call them vanity metrics for a right. reason. And while there is some, I guess, clout that sometimes comes with having those numbers when it comes to working with businesses or getting a speaking engagement or those kinds of things, at the end of the day, if your business is selling a product or selling a service or whatever it is, having the right people is so much more important than having a large number of people. Right, exactly. And there are other ways to get those speaking engagements. If you network smartly and you build relationships with people, you can do that anyways. You don't need the big numbers. So I hope everyone's taking notes. Go back and re-listen to this because these are such important points. And I'm sure most of you know Lakin, but if you don't and you go look at her numbers, she's got giant vanity metrics, but that's not all she's focused on. And I think that's such an important point that you do have those numbers, but yet you're still making it really clear that that's not what really matters. And that's not what really drives what I'm doing in my business. Honestly, I built a lot of those numbers before I niche down. I built those numbers because I was trying to be everything for everyone. And everybody was coming to hang out because there was like one thing that they connected to and clicked with. But then I lose followers almost every time I post something because I have picked my focus and they see that and they're like, well, this isn't what I came for. And they leave and I'm like, okay, that is fine. So I built those numbers because I thought I needed those big numbers in order to grow a business. And so I spent years focusing on vanity metrics and and building the big numbers when now I would likely be totally okay trading in and having those numbers drop for having a like an engaged focus like I'm here for what you're putting out audience because I know that there's people that have been there for years and they're not engaged and they're not interested in what I'm sharing now. But there are also a lot that are, and that's so important because you listen to those people and what they needed. I'm curious, what was there a specific instance that told you this is the thing that I need to move into? That's a great question that I, I wish I had like the perfect answer. I wish I, there probably was, let's, let's say the truth is there probably was, there's probably a moment that I was like, this is it. This is this is when I'm going to decide to focus in on goals, but I can't remember when that moment was, which is kind of a bummer because that was a big part of my business. Honestly, though, I think that that is the perfect answer because I think so often those big moments, they're not big moments in the (laughs) moment when I decided I'm going to try to do something with content batching. It was a is this what I do? Is this not, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. And I think that right there is really what defines a lot of these 
big business decisions that we make because when we look back, it's like, oh yeah, that was a turning point. But in the moment you're like, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. Somebody tell me, is this the right step? (laughs) Well, yeah. And you make that decision in the moment. It doesn't feel big because you don't know if it's going to work. You don't know if that's what's going to become the thing. I could have easily made that decision and then started to niche down and people didn't react to it. And then I had, would have had to pick something different. So that's probably why it doesn't feel like it was, I can't remember the moment because it didn't feel like a big moment at the time. Absolutely. If you could compare your business post moving more towards goals and before, what would that look like for you? What difference has it made for you specifically to lean into personal goals versus all of planning. It allows me, like we talked about, to be strategic about the content that I'm putting out there. I try not to just put something out just for fun. I put personal things so that my audience can relate to me and get to know me. That's still strategic. It is still strategic, but I don't just do like, oh, I feel like doing a video about this, so I'm going to do a video about this. I think about how this is going to help somebody achieve their goals. And again, there's some audience members, I've gotten comments that are like, not everything has to be so thoughtful and strategic. It can just be entertainment. And sure, there are channels that are just entertainment. There are people putting out content with that focus. That's not me. And that's not what I'm doing. I want my content to be focused and thoughtful. And then it's also allowed me to think about the other streams of income. When I first started my quote unquote business, if you can call it that, when I started my YouTube channel, I thought I was going to go the traditional YouTuber route where I was going to get the AdSense from YouTube videos. I was going to get the affiliate link income. I was going to get the sponsorships. And like, that was how I was going to turn it into a business and not a hobby. But when I finally picked a focus, I realized that I can actually likely grow a larger business if I create other services and products that are focused on this specific topic. And it allowed me to let go of that other stream of income, which I'm so so thankful for because that would not have made me happy and create other streams of income that are way more beneficial to my audience as well. One of those streams of income is a course on goals, personal goals specifically. Tell us a little bit about that. I get a lot of the same questions and concerns when it comes to a, this is why I'm not achieving my goal. This is the roadblock. This is what's stopping me from making progress on my goal. And I realized that there were really just four, four main roadblocks that stop people from achieving their personal goals. And I wanted to help women break through those. I wanted to give all of the answers. This is how you work through this roadblock. So I created a course. It's just four modules. It's very short, but it is how to break through the four main roadblocks of goal achieving. Goal setting is not the hard part. When I'm like, oh, my focus is goal setting. It's not really. It's goal achieving because you can set goals all day long. And that can be, that is one of the roadblocks is picking the right goals. But at the end of the day, achieving is so much harder. Yeah. Sticking to it. I hear that all the time. Well, I can create an ideal schedule. I can create a plan. The problem is following through on it. And I love that you focus specifically on that aspect of achieving them versus setting them. Because there are so many tools out there for setting goals. I mean, look, we both love power sheets. There are a million one people out there that talk about goal setting, but what do you do after that? How do you actually move forward with those goals? And I think that's so important. And what is the name of your course? 
accelerate your goals. We will link to that in the show notes, friends, if you want to check it out. So what, what can we as business owners do to make sure that we aren't overshadowing our personal goals with those business goals? Because I mean, so often we start these businesses, we work from home. It's really hard to separate personal and business when you're, I mean, everyone's doing it now with the pandemic, but when you're living in the same space and working in the same space and running a business as a solopreneur or a side hustler is so mentally overwhelming because there's so much on your plate, how can you make sure that your personal goals aren't overshadowed? Absolutely. And it's going to sound super cheesy, but you've heard this phrase before where you can't pour from an empty cup and you have to focus on yourself. And if we only focused on our businesses, and I also still work a full-time job. So I've got my full-time job and then I've got my business. If I never focused on myself, I would hit burnout in a heartbeat. So I know that I have to focus on my, my personal goals in order to be the best version of myself so I can show up in those other places as the best version of me. I also have to remind myself a lot that life is more than just your business. And there, even if you spend 40 hours a week, 50, 60 hours a week on it, that's still not even half of your entire week. It is not your whole life. And when you think back or think ahead to what you want your future to look like, your personal goals are going to likely have more of an impact. And not to say that having a business is not life-changing, but focusing on some of those personal things, whether it's health and fitness or getting your physical space in order or building relationships with your spouse or family or friends, those kinds of things get put on the back burner. And we always say we're going to do them someday. We always say, I'm going to get to that. This is just a phase, right? This is just a phase. I'm doing this short term. Someday I'll get to those personal goals. Really, someday is never going to happen. That's not a real date on a calendar. You need to start focusing on them now. And the best tip I have to do that is start small. It does not have to take up hours and hours and hours of your day to make an impact on your life. You can start with just a small step. If health and fitness is a personal goal that you keep putting on the back burner, stop trying to schedule hour and a half long workouts in your already busy schedule. Do 15 minutes, three times a week. Starting small is better than doing nothing. And starting small is the best way to make sure that you still follow through because you don't feel like you're taking that much out of the rest of your life. Oh, that is so good. And I think it's so ironic because so often we start our businesses so that we have more freedom to do all of those other things. And we don't do them because all we do is work, which if anyone listening to this is working 50 to 60 hours a week on your business, please stop. Like, let's chat. Don't do that. That's ridiculous. (laughs) And that's, it's not healthy. Like, like was saying, you've got to fill your own cup. Oh, that's so good though. In my experience, it seems like a lot of entrepreneurs are ones, threes, and eights. And all of us are like all or nothing kind of people. We are really bad at that 15 minutes of exercise Mm -hmm. is okay. I know that for me, that's something, gosh, I'm almost 28 and I'm just figuring that out. Like if I can get 15 minutes in, that's amazing do that and build on that routine. But we so often entrepreneurs were like, we got to, if we can't do it perfectly, we're not going to do it at all. Yep. It's easier to go from five to 10 than it is to go from zero to five. And so we don't, we eventually say we want to get to 60 minutes, however many times a week, but doing that right now, going from zero to 60 is a lot of work. 
and you're going to feel overwhelmed and you're going to give up on it. But if you start with just five minutes a day, it is so much easier to stick with. And then it's so much easier to layer onto that and add to it. I always encourage myself included to start with something small and start with five minutes a day, 10 minutes a day. You can commit to that. That is just, it's stop scrolling on Instagram for five minutes and do five minutes of whatever that goal is, whether it's decluttering or physical fitness. I always go to those two examples because those seem to be really common goals that people have. Or even if it's a relationship goal, call your mom for five minutes. And that is still better than zero. Five is greater than zero. And you will still feel a benefit from it. And then it will be easier later on to add to it. Okay. So being who I am and being that all or nothing kind of person, I know that when I'm setting goals, a lot of times I automatically jump to maybe not the extreme, but pretty extreme. So if we're talking fitness goals, because that's something I'm working on now in my mind, I'm like, well, I would love to work out 30, 45 minutes, at least six times a week. And so then I'm like, okay, well, my goal is going to be 20 minutes, five times a week or something like that. Like I'm, I'm not great at stepping back fully. So do you have any recommendations on how to really get to that simplified version of your goal versus just like a, it almost feels like an ego, like, oh, this is simplified, but it's really not kind of thing. But it's, but it's actually not that much more simplified. (laughs) It's really a mindset shift from knowing what you'll follow through on. Because the problem when we set these, these extreme or this super ambitious goal is that it works for like a week and then we give up on it and we don't start back up again. And so we're better off starting with something more realistic because we are less likely to give up on that. I always encourage my community to go as small. It will feel silly. Like it will feel silly. There is a book where the author talks about how she wanted to do yoga every single day for more time. She has three young kids. And if she tried to do it for an extended period of time, there would be days that she wouldn't do it because other things would pop up. So what she did is she did one downward dog a day, literally one yoga pose a day so that it was so small that it felt silly for her to skip it. Because even if the whole day was crazy and the kids and all the things, she could squeeze in one downward dog a day. And then eventually it became such a habit that she started doing two minutes of yoga a day. And then it layered on and it layered on, but make it so small that it actually feels silly. But when you stick to it for a week, now it's a routine and now it's a habit, not quite a habit. I know you've got, you need way more than a week to implement a habit, but if you do something for five minutes a day for a week and it feels silly, cause you're like, nothing's happening in five minutes, no, no progress is being made. And maybe not right. You're not maybe improving your health and fitness drastically by doing five minutes of working out. But what you are improving is your ability to commit to a workout. What you are improving is your routine of working out five, six days a week, even if it's only for five minutes. And then the next week you add on 10 minutes. So just make it so small that it feels silly and know that it's just one week of your life. And next week you can add more to it. I think one of the things that we have to get comfortable with is accepting that we're not going to get instant gratification from our goals. It is going to take time to achieve our goals and we are going to be better off taking our time to get there and eventually getting there versus coming out of the gate and trying to go hundred miles an hour and do crazy, ambitious, extreme goals, and then giving up 
we're never going to get to the finish line. It's like the, the tortoise one, not the hare. So focus on going slowly and taking time. It takes a lot of patience, which I am not blessed with a lot of patience, but it is something that I'm working on. And one of the things I always like to say is I don't believe that there are any unattainable goals, just unattainable timelines that we implement on ourselves. Nobody else is telling us we have to achieve this goal by this date. We are putting that on ourselves. And if we just let ourselves take the time and not worry about where the finish line is and just focus on the small steps to get there, we are going to be way more likely to get to that finish line. That's so good. Yes. Oh my gosh. The instant gratification, which I have a horrible habit of loving to call it out in other people, but I'm also so bad about wanting it. It's almost easier in general to say, do this, do that, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Doing it for yourself is so much harder. And it's such a, a subtle trap, I think, that we don't realize we're falling into it. Like when I think fitness goals and I think not sticking them, being frustrated by where I'm at, it doesn't even connect. It did, like it never connected for me until you just said that, that that's a struggle with instant gratification, that I'm not being patient with myself and with the way building routines works. It's never an all like all or nothing kind of thing. It is a very slow process and also an ever-changing process. You never set a routine once and then forget about it because you've always got to move with it. And as you go into new seasons of life and different things that are happening, it's got to change. Wow. That was eye-opening. <laughs> God, it's helpful. Yeah. I mean, it is, we build these routines so that when things change, we have something to fall back on. Flexibility is another big thing that I'm not very good at, but I have realized is really important when it comes to working on our goals and being okay with changing things up and knowing that even if I only do something for five minutes, I feel like I keep saying that, but it truly is. Even today, I woke up later than I intended and I didn't have time to do my full morning routine that I would like to do before I start my day because I had something scheduled, but I still did. I did three of the 10 steps. That is better than zero. That is better than just skipping the routine altogether. It's not ideal. Every day is not going to be perfect. I'm not going to do every step every day. But as long as I do something every day, I keep up with that routine and I, I feel accomplished and I feel like I'm making progress, even if it's not exactly the way that I envisioned it. So if you could give everyone one really practical action step to do in the next week, what would it be? Pick a, a small step that feels so silly at how small it is and do it every day. Perfect. And book recommendation. I know you've already alluded to it. It is The Lazy Genius Way by Kendra Adachi. I love her in general. Her podcast is great. Her Instagram content is great. And the book helps you think through so many different things. It is Her book is structured where it's these principles it's not a self-help book where it says, you know, do this, do that. This is how you're going to change your life. She gives you concepts to apply to your everyday life. And I just feel like a lot, we relate on a lot of things. One of her concepts is to start small, but she gives a lot of personal examples of how she implemented this into her life and was able to really make routines and eventually accomplish her goals. Yeah. I second that book. I think I've probably recommended it already on the podcast at some point because it's such an easy read full yes. of really great, really practical information. Okay. Lakin, I know everybody is going to want more of you. So where can they find you? <laughs> 
Yes, I am at Plan with Lakin, L-A-K-E-N, in all the places. So Instagram, YouTube are the biggest places that you can find me hanging out. And I do also have a community on Patreon if you want to join us over there where we hold each other accountable and you get a little bit more one-on-one attention with me focusing on your specific goals so that you can achieve all of your personal goals. And we will link to all of her links and her course in the show notes, friends. So make sure you go check it out. Lagan, I am just so honored to have you on as a guest. This was such a great conversation. I know it's going to change lives. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for joining me here today, friend. If you loved this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd leave a rating and review. This is a great way to help spread the word about this podcast and help other wonderful women like yourself find it. You can find this episode show notes as well as tons of other great resources over at amandawarfield.com. And if you aren't following me on Instagram yet, I'd love to connect with you over there. I'm at Mrs. Amanda Warfield. Shoot me a DM and tell me what you love most about this episode. Thanks for being here, friend. I'll see you next time.